A strange, strange Friday on Wall Street. Another one of those days that makes me love the world of investing in finance and doing this podcast. Good morning. This is your financial animal buzz on business for Monday, December 11th, 2023. My name is William Walsh. First, a bunch of economic reports, mostly dealing with the labor market, were released before Friday's opening bell. On the whole, well, it doesn't show much weakness. We'll spend the second half of this podcast going over all the relevant numbers, but stocks boomed on the news and some second thoughts as the morning wore on, but rallied throughout the rest of the day and closed near their highs for the day and week and at a new closing high for the year. The Dow Jones Industrials were up a stout 130 points, almost four-tenths of a percent, and they closed at 36000 248. The S&P 500 was up 19 points, also four tenths, and it closed at 4,604. The Nasdaq Composite was up almost five tenths of a percent, five tenths of a percent, and closed at 14,404. That's a gain of 67 points. The S&P retailers, the XRT, did not close at a new high for the week or year. It was up a penny and starts the week at 67.08. Bonds also had a tumultuous day as traders were unsure what to make of the economic news, but rates were up, make no mistake, and across the board. The yield on the two-year treasury was up 13 basis points on the day. It now yields 4.723%. The yield on the 20-year was up just five ticks, further exacerbating the negative yield curve, which we talked about in our premium episode, which went up on Sunday. The 20-year starts the week yielding 4.487%. Oil was up a buck 64, and it is back above $70. A barrel now changes hands. At $71.20, gold sold off in response to the news. It was down $31.90 and closed at $2,014.50 a troy ounce. So let's try and go over all of the numbers that came out Friday morning. There are quite a few, so bear with me. I'll try to add a little context from time to time. I do know that this information is a little tedious, but I do think it is important. First of all, non-farm payrolls. Now recall earlier last week, we got a disappointing non-farm payrolls from payroll processor ADP, a number that is usually pretty reliable. Non-farm payrolls issued by the Commerce Department Whoa, 199,000 new jobs versus expectations of 180,000. And if that's not bad enough, last month, just 150,000. So we went from 150,000 actual last month to 199,000 this month, and that exceeds expectations. A very, very good number, and one that contradicts the ADP number that came out last week. 
Average hourly earnings month over month were up 0.4% versus expectations of 0.3%. And last month, 0.2%. So another uh, very good number um, combined with average work week. So average hourly earnings are up. Average work week, 34.4 hours versus 34.3 hours expected. Expected versus last month of 30 point, 30, excuse me, 34.3 hours. So good numbers directionally and versus expectations there. A number that I I focus on, I don't say I got I follow it every single month and have it ingrained in my head, but I think it's more important than it gets credit for, and that is the labor force participation rate. It came in at 62.8%. That is the number of people between, say, 18 and 65 who can work. 62.8% of them are working. That's versus expectations of 62.7%, 62.8 actual, 62.7 expected, and last month, 62.7. So another good number directionally and versus expectations. And the unemployment rate, this is the one that set the world on fire on Friday, 3.7% unemployment rate versus expectations of 3.9, and last month, 3.9. There was one uh, maybe less than bright spot, that was private payrolls. So the uh, non-farm payrolls in, uh, of 199000 is offset against private payrolls of 150000 So 40 49,000 new jobs were created by various governments across the country, but 150,000 is a good number, but it missed expectations of 153,000. Last month, it was just 85,000, so directionally very, very good. And that's, that's really not all. The University of Michigan sentiment numbers were all released, and they were all really, really good. Inflation expectations, current conditions, consumer sentiment, all blow out to the upside. Now, tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday, we get the release of the Consumer Price Index Complex and some other inflation numbers. Expe- expectations for CPI uh, are, get this, 0.0% inflation month over month for November. We also get a statement from the Federal Reserve on Wednesday. It looks to be a really, really fun week. Everybody, everybody here at World Headquarters and at the Ministry of Truth are wearing their bright red sashes for all the numbers and for what it all means. You know what you need to do. You need to keep it right here on The Buzz. And that is your Buzz on Business for Monday, December 11th. Please join us every morning for five minutes of the latest business, financial, economic, and stock market news. And don't forget our premium episodes where each week we cover a story or a topic that has been in the news and that might affect you, your finances, and your investments, but we don't cover it over the last six hours or six days. No, no, we cover it over the last 50 or 100 years. So you can put the news in context, be better informed, and make better decisions. We haven't decided yet 
on a topic for this week's premium episode. Given all of the data that came out on Friday, I wanted to give it some thought and to see what today and tomorrow and Wednesday bring us. Whatever it is, whatever it is, you won't want to miss it. It's just for our premium subscribers, however. A premium subscription is a minuscule $2.99 a month for four extra episodes. There is a link in the episode description where you can learn more and where you can sign up. We hope you will join us. And for Financial Animal and FinancialAnimal.com, my name is William Walsh. (laughs) 